buy any Braun product from Chemist Warehouse and go into the draw to win a Tiata rooftop tent. This is Hurricane Valley with Gordon Simpson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. It's just gone 7 o'clock here on SENZ. It is Hurricane Valley. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Gordon Simpson with us. Uh, injured wing and all, mate. How is, how is the arm? Arm's good, yeah. Just uh, just annoying. It, it's in a sling and or a, a fancy sort of bionic sort of arm sling type thing. And, um, yeah, I've got to keep it on for about five to six weeks. So that's the most annoying thing. But apart from that, at least it's all done and it's just recovery now. Interfering with your golf game? Yeah, that's um, yeah. We won't we won't go there. It's very disappointing. <laughs> very disappointing. Very. Uh, Gordy, looking at the table, the Canes after six games sit second. Um, if I'd asked you pre-season where you thought they'd sit after six games, would it have been second? No, I would have liked to say in the, the top five, probably mm. top six. Um, but um, yeah, obviously very pleasing that they're um, in second place and. Disappointing they didn't sort of grab that bonus point on the weekend, but um, wins a win. And um, sitting in second place, I'm sure, if you'd also ask them too, uh, regardless of self-belief and that before in pre-season training, um, they'd probably take it as well. Um, on the weekend, of course, you, you, you mentioned they, they played in Palmy um, against the Force, and they were up and comfortably up too. But I think they conceded, what was it, 21 points in the last 10 minutes, um, which would have put the Frighteners up the coach uh, for sure, Jason Holland. He wouldn't have been happy with that. What, what did you make of what was going on there? Yeah, it's, it's hard to, to gauge what, what we went on there. Um, obviously, the game went into about 84th, 85th minute, I think. The Canes were obviously trying to get that bonus point when they were still had the opportunity and then obviously turned it over and they scored another try. But yeah, it's it's probably the worst sort of 10, 15 minutes that the Canes have played this year. Uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll address it. It's probably good it's come now um, so they can address it and, um, and move forward. Um, listen, I think they were always pretty comfortable in that game. Uh, they also blooded a lot of new players and... Um, yeah, no Artie, obviously. In the nah. Game. But um, yeah, and some some players got a chance. Um, obviously, touch wood, you don't want to get injuries um, during the season. But if it does come uh, and that does eventuate, then they've got some guys who possibly have a bit of game time, which is which is important. So yeah, disappointing for the Hurricanes that they um, they didn't sort of um, finish off that game as they've done in previous games. But like I said earlier, the wins a win, and um, they'll address that and move on. Now, um, Brett Cameron did go off in the sec- uh, 72nd minute, and that kind of coincided with when things went sideways. I'm um, not putting it all on the, the reserve first five at all, uh, but I did wonder whether or not there was, um, you know, it was just about having a guy who can control the game like he can control the game, uh, and then not having him there for the running. Yep. I mean, if you watch that last 10, 10 or so minutes, it sort of was a bit sevens-like kind of rugby, uh, back and forth, turnover, uh, the other team attacks, turnover, and then the other team attacks. So it was a little bit the seven-like style. So, yeah, there, there was not There was a little bit of um, unstructure about the game, which which the Hurricanes are normally okay with. But I think mm. with this year and how they've developed and how they've sort of matured as a team, uh, there was a lot more structure about their game. They still have that element of um, surprise and, 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 and sending the ball in the seven style, but they, they sort of find the times when the best time to do that is, um, and when they have to pull it back, they do. So, yeah, a little bit of unstructure, obviously, when, uh, when um, Brent went off. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they controlled the ball reasonably well for most of the game, um, particularly that forward pack. And, you know, you saw it's certainly, certainly a bit of experience there when you've got Don Bird 
James Blackwell, Dane Coles uh, as part of that forward pack. Um, I'm four tries out of the forwards as well. Yeah, we as a as a fellow ex forward myself, I love seeing the forwards score. And um, yeah, listen, there is a lot of experience, and and um, that they certainly proved that on on um, on the weekend. Um, it'll be interesting selection this weekend because I thought a lot of those players that you mentioned did put their hands up. Um, and you know the Canes obviously looking into this week's game against the Highlanders, but then they've also got the um, the Chiefs the following week. So a couple of key games that um, they want to perform well in. And listen, there's a lot of players putting their hand up, so that's always a good that's a good thing too to have guys pushing uh, certain positions, uh, putting their hand up. It's an interesting one. I was going uh, we'll to we'll talk Highlanders a, a little bit later on, but the Chiefs have got to buy this weekend, right? Um, it's funny I did the show last night, the Chiefs mana with with Carmo. And he's like, mm, not sure about having the bye now. I know it's six games, it's probably a nice time to have it, but we've got six wins in a row. You don't want to interrupt your, uh, your momentum. Um, being a Canes fan, how do you see that? You know, you, you got the Highlanders this weekend and then you come off that to play the Chiefs who are coming off a bye. Oh, I think it's great for the Hurricanes. I think, yeah, Carmo's probably spot on. You wouldn't want to sort of stop the sort of roll going, um, especially against, um, you know, a good team. The Hurricanes will, will certainly compete against them and, and put up a challenge. So... Yeah, it's it's um, you know you sort of you see a lot of teams that do have that break, have that buy, and they sort of come back a little bit sort of off the wheel, and it takes them it takes them a little bit of time to get back into it. So I think as a Hurricanes, um, if they can get over the the Highlanders this weekend, then um, keep the role going, and then focus on the Chiefs, and then they might put a bit of pressure on it. And I guess ask some questions of the Chiefs um, when they've sort of had a week off. You know, boys might be going for a surf, having some having some golf, just chilling out, and um, whereas the focus, you know, for for teams every week is to get back on the horse and, and, and keep keep riding that wave like the Chiefs have. So yeah, I think I think um, it's a chance for the Hurricanes, but obviously they've got to get over this week first. Yeah, they do. Uh, well, let's talk about that that Perth game. Then you uh, the Perth game, the Western Force game, um, and Palmy. You know, we we have that DHL Super Rugby Pacific. Um, Player of the round or hurricane of the round. So, who was your hurricane of 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 the round? This round just gone. Um, mine was Duplessis Karifi. I mm. thought he was absolutely outstanding, and I, I I probably rave on about him week in week out. One because I used to play in the I used to play in the position he plays in now, and two I obviously I, I watch the Lucys a lot more than I watch any other players on the on the field. So, his work rate um, is just massive. Um, he's getting over the ball now. He's actually he's actually running with the ball. He's not a big guy but he's, his presence is solid um, and he takes the ball up well and obviously we didn't have Artie there so we needed that person we needed that person um, to get on the front foot and um, and um, lead them forward and he did that and he was he was fantastic yeah well I mean you had to pick somebody because Artie's not there and you said at the beginning of the season you're just <laughs> going to pick him every week so um, it's good we've got a different name Duplessis Carifio uh, interesting um, take from Joey Wheeler Yesterday, uh, we were talking, and he was talking about Billy Harmon, and saying that Billy Harmon's a bit of a throwback. And we were talking also about uh, was it Sean Withy who played blindside for the Highlanders on the weekend against Moana, and he, like he's got great hands, man. Some of the offloads in that game against Moana from him were were fantastic. And he he said, you know, it's a bit. Uh, he sees now that the traditional fetcher seven is probably a thing of the past. It's 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 going to be bigger bodies, so the the sixes and the sevens will be more alike. Um, yeah, I mean, you can look at it both ways. I still think there's a real a real place for the, a guy like Karifi in the team. Um, I mean, Sam Kane's not a big guy either, um, and he's you know he's obviously good over the ball too. Great link player, 
these big guys, yes, they are they they are a sort of bigger statue, um, probably a lot more sort of um, uh, combative. But um, do they still have the ball skills um, that maybe the younger ones, or not the younger ones, the sort of smaller and frame ones do? Um, so no, I think I think. I think there's arguments both ways, but I still I still like the traditional seven. Um, but they've sort of opened them. The, the traditional seven sort of opened up a bit more these days. You know, he's still doing the ball, the stuff, the tough stuff, the getting in the dark places and those moors and rucks, blowing over. Um, you know, taking the ball um, at breakdown. Uh, but he's also linking. He's also taking the ball up as, as another as another ball runner. So there's there's all elements. So there's plenty of arguments you could have. For me uh, personally, um, I like. Karifi and I like how he's playing the game at the moment. You played both sides of the scrum, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. When did you make the switch to blindside, and was it your call? Um, was it my call? Well, was uh, it we, one of yeah. those things where a coach said to you, "You know what? I reckon you could do a job for us here." I didn't go there until I went to Scotland. So there was a guy uh, in Scotland called Budge Poutney who was um, a very good player, and we obviously had myself and Martin Leslie. Um, so um, we just made it work. So. Um, uh, at times I'd play number eight, at times Martin would play number eight, we'd switch around. Uh, we'd also play sides with Budge because basically all three of us were sevens. Um, right. the, I guess the difference with me is when I was over in Scotland, I probably had a little bit too much whiskey and I ate too many too many pies and had too much curry. So it was forced on me that I, I put on a bit more bulk. So let's move you away from the seven and push you sort of further out and you can do the, more the um, the guards up the guts and, uh, and get, get stuck in as opposed to being sort of a... A wingman out out wide and and be the link player. So yeah, yeah. combination oh, of things. Combination of things. All right, there you go. The, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Duplessis Karifi, the cane of the week. What about outside of that then? Um, outside of the canes, I don't know how much other footy you watched on the weekend, but was there anybody else that impressed you? Yeah. Um, there was one, uh, again, I, I go back to the forwards. I've been picking a few backs the last few weeks, so I thought it was best I go back to the, a place I'm f- familiar with. Yeah, um, so you get kicked out of the union. <laughs> exactly. Um, Semi uh, Sonny uh, Takialo, yeah. I thought he was outstanding in that Blues game. Um, he uh, he led from the front, great ball in hand. Um, I'm really excited and going a bit forward uh, with the game in a couple of weeks of Asafa Amoa. Um, and they and he he marks him uh, in that game, two electrifying hookers, great ball runners, damaging runners, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I just thought he was outstanding in that in that Chiefs game. Yeah, so. he was, yeah, he was very very good. All right, this yeah. is Hurricane Valley. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Double eight double three. If you've got a question for Gordy, get it through to us, uh, and we'll be back after this. You're on Hurricane Valley, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances, Ricardo Ball and Gordon Simpson with you. And uh, Gordy, you mentioned it already, you've got to go to the, well, it used to be the House of Pain, it's now the Forsyth Bar Stadium, it doesn't quite have the same ring to it, but uh, uh, this weekend for a big Kiwi matchup against the Landers, who are on a streak, I mean they started pretty poorly, they lost their first three, but they've won their last three and they're, they're now up to sixth. Yep, uh, who have they beaten? The Force, the Drura and Moana Pacifica. So, um, yeah, despite the opposition, um, you know, you still got to you still got to play the game and get the, get the results. So they've done that. They've built them obviously some confidence because I think they conceded what in those first three games about 140 points. So mm-hmm. um, the confidence will be a lot better now. Um, it's interesting that they're playing during Easter and, and and I guess the start of the school holidays. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how 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 sort of I guess rightish the the zoo is. Um, yeah. There's going to be many scarfies there and that. Um, so could be possibly a good game for the Hurricanes to play that that, that week. Um, not sure how who's how what the crowd's going to be like. But as far as the um, the Highlanders go, yeah, listen, um, it's always hard. They seem to always sort of. I mean, it's a New Zealand derby, um, so they they tend to normally bar the, I guess the first three games, the or few games that the um, the Chiefs played. Uh, sorry, the Chiefs, the Highlanders played. Um, they they're generally pretty close the New Zealand derby. So um, yeah, listen, it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. I think the Hurricanes will want to get off to a strong start and try and try and put some self doubt into the the Highlanders again, um, and sort of I guess push them back to those first few few weeks. Um, Hollands has got, obviously it's uh, well known, they've got a, a trio of injuries. Um, so I'm not sure what team they're going to put forward. Um, but listen, it's still going to be a challenge for the Hurricanes and they're going to they're going to have to sort of pick up their game because um, the way they finished last week was certainly what will not be how they want to um, go into this game with. So um, yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a good game. It'll be, it should be close. Um, it'll just be interesting about the crowd, see how much support's down there. Yeah, we've had a text come in from Dave on double eight double three. You can get your, your text through. Uh, we're going to test your, uh, your knowledge of the laws of the game, Gordy. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, what's the actual law for the hooker throwing into a line-out in terms of where his feet have to be behind? Two weeks ago, when the Brumbies played the Crusaders, the Brumbies hooker had both feet well inside the sideline. Um. I'm trying to think back a few years ago. I know there was a situation. I don't know if it was Colsey or something like that many moons ago or a few years ago. I think now, and I could be wrong, I could, don't quote me on this, you can have one foot over the line, but there's got to be one foot either touching the line or behind the line. Right. Um, that's my thoughts, but I'm sure there's someone out there uh, who's more of an encyclopedia of rugby rules than I am, so there is they can certainly send their, um, their uh, feedback in because that was my understanding, but I, I could be way off the mark. Yeah, well, I've just quickly Googled it, and it's got coaching tips, it's got rules for the support lifters, it's got rules for the jumpers, and doesn't say anything about the thrower. So there you go. Uh, that is handy. Do as you want. Do as you want, Dave. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm picking up off that. Uh, but I, I was always of the opinion you had to have feet on the line. Um, mm. uh, I don't know about behind it, but I, I, I think on the line, because that, that's the thing in, in rugby versus, say, football, right? In football... The whole of the ball has to be over the whole of the line for it to be out. Whereas in rugby, you just touch the line and you're out, right? Yeah, that's so, right. so I think feet on the line is the go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about then, Jason Holland? What's he going to do this weekend? We've already mentioned he'll probably have half an eye on the Chiefs game in two weeks. So what does he do? He's had he's managed to rest Artie this week. Do you, do you reckon he plays his best team this weekend and gets them tuned up, or do you think he rests a few? Uh, I think they. I think he plays his top team. I think uh, he'll put. What he thinks is probably the best team against uh, for this week and next week. So I'm not sure if they've got to buy the following week the Hurricanes. I'm not 100 sure. Let um, me let me have a look for you. Yeah, but so yeah, listen. I, I guess there's a couple of selection dilemmas there. Um, you got the hookers. Uh, Dane Coles obviously played very well for his 60 minutes on um, on Sunday, uh, but Asafo Moore has been playing outstandingly too. Um, and I'm not sure about Brett Cameron and, and um, if Aidan Morgan's back from was it a concussion. Um, so there's a couple of selections there. Uh, the other one is in the midfield. Um, I thought Balin Sullivan was outstanding on um, Sunday. Um, Billy Proctor played really well the week before. Um, obviously you want Geordie there because of who who Geordie is and how he's been playing too. So some interesting selections. And then you've got the winger with Kenny Nahalo, who's been just just come on the scene like a, I mean, a rocket and has been outstanding. And then you've, or do you go back to the Julian Sevier and... 
who's you know been through through it all and has that experience. So it's there's some selection dilemmas there. So I, yeah. I don't know what the top team is, but I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, I mean, if you were if you were selecting the the team for for this weekend, I mean, would you be would you go to you know sort of the younger leagues of Almour and, and bring Coles off the bench to, fit, to to I guess finish a game, or what would you be thinking about on that sort of front? Yeah, it's it's. I know that's the um, they've had Cole start before and bring him more on because of tiring legs and and I guess um, subs coming on from the other team. Um, so th- there's two ways you look at it. I mean, um, Amur, you want to start off with two and because he's so damaging, he can sort of get get the boys on the front foot. Uh, good ball runner, um, and then bring Colsey on like you mentioned. Um, yeah, listen, I don't think you're going to lose anyway. I think yeah. you can you could probably go either way with both of them. Um, I guess just from I guess if you're going to bring on a guy with 55 after 55 minutes, 60 minutes, um, I think Amoa would be more explosive than maybe Dane Cole's coming on. Is is um, not saying that Dane's over the hill, but um, he's, he's probably he's better, cresting it. Yeah, he's probably better starting and sort of laying the platform if you like, and then and then having Amoa um, come on and and um, as a uh, explosive sort of sub and really taking the game by the balls and the yeah. horns. Yeah, by the by the by, by the bullhorns. By the bullhorns. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was losing something in my voice then. Yeah, no, that's all right. We've had another text come through double eight double three from Jerry. Uh, he said, "I remember years ago in Ireland, Fitzy fell through and Foxy scored a rare test try, which was then called back. Do you remember that? Because I think it was. Uh, I think the commentators were, were were going loose because Grant Fox. I think it was his first ever test try, and then it got called back because of a foul throw. The lino had uh, had had waved a, a foul throw. Oh, because he was in front of the line. Was that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do remember that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks for your text, Jerry. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. Now, uh, Gordy, we're at that time of season. We're kind of starting to think about All Black selections. Um, we're half a dozen rounds in. I mean, if if the All Blacks are going to play a game this weekend, who would you lose trio be? Um, I think. Ooh, I'm trying to think of the who's the, who's the Crusaders lose forwards. I don't really watch their games that much. Um, Blackadder would obviously start at six. I think yeah. he's been he's over Shannon Frizzell or anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think um, Blackadder. Um, I'd probably obviously Artie at at eight. Mm-hmm. Um, the the seven. Um. I mean, Papa Lili's obviously the incumbent, I think, at the moment. Sam Kane, it's a tough one for those two because do you take the captaincy back to Sam Kane and put him in there um, and then bring Dalton off, uh, sort of off as a, as a bench player because um, he can probably play um, open and blind. Um, yeah, I'd, actually, I'd, throw, I'd probably, probably put um, Kane in there just because um, – Experience and probably because of his captaincy and his leadership within the team, so that'd be at the three at the moment. But you could easily change Papale over for Kane and sort of have those other other two with him. So mm. at the moment, that's where I'd see it. Because um, Papale is that player that I mean, I think his first All Black game was at six, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think he's played both sides, and mm. then you know that's not taking into account people like Hoskins Satudu or Akira Yuani who's out injured at the moment. You know, there's a there's there's a few around, mate. Yeah, well, Hoskins Satudu was is very close. You know, yeah. it was. It was you know, it's a toughie between him and Artie at the moment. Um, I think they're both playing really well and, and um, both quite damaging at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, but, yeah, I guess, you know, it's still early days, but um, they're certainly the guys that are holding their hands up at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the one thing that I think about, you know, a lot of that would come down to who, who are we playing? And if we're playing the box or the French um, or potentially even the Irish this weekend, is that loose trio big enough? 
given that Artie's not really a traditional sized eight. Yeah. I mean, you could, you know, if you wanted to, you could move around Artie to seven. He's yeah. just as good as seven as he is. Oh, I think he's a better seven than he is eight. Um, you could put Hoskins at, at number eight um, and then put Blackadder at, at um, six. You've probably got a better mix there as far as mm. um, sort of height, size, um, and, and I guess compatibility against the, um, say, an Irish team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it probably does come down to the teams. Um, you know, if, if the other team's got, I guess, Big loose forwards. Um, does that mean you put in a faster number seven to get to the breakdown before them? You know the old school kind of stuff that you know. Obviously, um, I'm, I'm I know a bit about. But um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of elements you got to look at in, in this situation. And but it's a good it's a good situation to be in because you know with with all these Lucy's playing so well at the moment amongst obviously other positions in the team. Um, the depth is looking good. Uh, it was looking a little bit bare in the last few years, but I think, I think we've picked up our game this year so far, and um, certain guys are really putting their hand up. Yeah, I was going to say you look at the sevens around the comp, right? So you're Dalton Papali at seven at the Blues, Sam Kane at the uh, at the Chiefs, uh, Duplessis Karifi at uh, the Hurricanes, Tom Christie, who's probably a bit of an unsung hero for the Crusaders, I think at seven for them, and Billy Harmon, who. I think is probably one of the most underrated players in the competition. I mean, those are five quality sevens who could all play international footy. Yeah, and listen, you put these guys in a in a, in a position or in a, in a team like the All Blacks, and um, they just grow another leg. And having that having that four pack of the All Blacks behind as a, as a number seven or a number six, it's fantastic. And you just see these guys excel even further. So you know, I guess that's all about putting your hand up. Getting that chance, and when you get that chance, you take it, and you just go, "Oh my God, this is awesome!" And you, you know, you just want to continue to do it. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right, Gordy, good stuff, mate. Uh, that is uh, Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances, Hurricane Valley for another week. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about the game against the Highlanders and preview the game with the Chiefs. And then you're right, they do have a bye the week after yep. the Hurricanes, Gordy. So we'll do all of that. Enjoy your Easter weekend, mate. Go well. Yeah, thanks. I'll try and reduce the chocolate intake. <laughs>